Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mace. Today, we're going to be talking about episode five, Truth, of Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm here today with Luke and Elisa. As always, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but, like, for me, it was just, it started, and it never stopped. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. And it felt like... There wasn't as much action in this one. Obviously, we got that really, really great first scene that I'm sure about to, we're about to talk about in just a second. Um, but other than that, it felt kind of like a breather before what I'm sure is going to be like a absolutely nonstop stuff, stuff, stuff happening finale. But we also got to spend some time with the characters and see how their relationships have changed over the course of the series. And I've, I've personally really enjoyed that. Yeah, this is a definitely, I think you made a great point. This was a... This is a solid episode before the finale. I do wish it was like action packed the whole way through. I think I was really reflecting on this earlier today. The the kind of the latter end of the episode, the more and more I kind of thought about it, the more I was like not really vibing with it because this has potential to be like probably one of my favorite episodes of the season. But we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, like opening. um the cameo, like uh, the reveal, like this new character, wasn't expecting that. That Friday was the hardest day because usually the first thing in the morning I check Twitter, but I got to remind myself, like, be prepared. There may be spoilers. So I definitely <laughs> saw some people did get spoilers, um, but they're nice enough to not say anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, so, you know, I quickly got off Twitter and I was like, all right, I need to get, get the day started and then watch this episode. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, let's dive into that opening scene. Um, that was just a really fun fight scene. It was, and it, it was, it was so intense and emotional, but not so much that like you forgot that you're watching a superhero show. It wasn't like a drama, but it was like it was intense to see him. Like uh, one of my biggest takeaways from it was when he kept saying, "Why are you making me do this, uh, John Walker?" And he, 
I, you just see him like going crazy. He's losing it, fighting these two other guys who he is thinking they're trying to like take his the shield and like strip him of the mantle or something and like I get that he thinks what he did was right but like it was so obviously not right and he just snapped and it it was crazy to see them a get to fight together because I feel like it's always that's that's what this is about right this is like a buddy cop show and we finally get to see the buddy cop fight scene and it was great, you know, they like use each other, they help each other to fight who, I, I feel like they kind of built uh, John Walker up a little bit, like they made him stronger than Bucky in some points, which like I wasn't, I didn't really understand because like they both have the serum, so why would he be stronger than Bucky? I don't know, maybe an age thing, I, I, I don't really know, but I felt like they, they just made him a little too strong at some points, but it was just so exciting to watch and and see the de- the decline that wasn't even like a slow decline. It was just like right at the beginning of the episode, you could tell he was nervous. He was like pacing around, and then as soon as he sees them, it's like demeanor changes. He's lost it. They're the enemy to him now. Yeah, I'm sure Walker, you know, probably had a, a brief moment to reflect of like, yeah, I. I was at this point where I crossed the bridge and now there's like no turning back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's kind of the, the intro is, you know, he knows that after what he just did from episode four, there's, there's no turning back now. He He's on this, this new path and he's going to quickly try to figure out how can I kind of keep the shield and kind of rebuild this captain America um, status and, and kind of get things back in order. That's what I'm curious is like, I wonder if that's, is what he's thinking or if, if, you know, having this, uh, the super soldier serum in him, if he's just, none of that matters anymore. If he's just literally just going nuts and going to stay nuts. Yeah. And part of some of that stood out to me in this scene and the one later, whenever he's like basically like brought to super court is, he keeps saying that other people have forced him to do this. He tells uh, Bucky and Sam that they are making him act the way that he is, which how. And then he tells them uh, whenever he's at court, you built me. He kept he keeps saying that he's done nothing except for what other people wanted him to do. Um, and of course, that's a, not a good justification for what he did at all. Um, but I also started to wonder if there was something that maybe happened before all this that's made him kind of like maybe uh on edge to begin with or somehow vulnerable um maybe the time he spent in the military like traumatized him in a way that they haven't acknowledged yet or maybe that he hasn't I don't know that's that's the sense that I was getting from him is that this is something that existed before he was ever Captain America and it just brought it out the serum of course also brought it out but the pressure that's been put on him after taking up this mantle has done this to some extent i know they they like briefly mentioned it in episode three maybe it may have been the last episode but where he is talking to Battlestar about 
uh, like Battlestar mentions to him getting his medals or whatever, and he's like, yeah, but like, think about that day. It was the worst day of my life. And That's so right. it's like, it was like, oh, I mean, I, as much as I don't want the show to like hold our hands through everything, I do feel like that was a moment that maybe we could have seen a flashback or maybe they could have expanded on what exactly happened that day other than us just being like, oh, the military made him do something he didn't want to do. Maybe that's going to be in the next episode, though. Could be. Yeah, true. But those are great points. But now that I'm thinking about it and thinking about what happens at the very end, you know, it seems like Walker's been someone of just being always of service. So, like, his whole life, it's like, you know, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. But now, like, he's realizing, like, I need to, I can do things in my own choice. I can make my own decisions. So maybe that's part of like, part of the rage is like, you know, yeah, he's, he's probably just frustrated, right? Because, well, let's, before we get to the court scene, which I really liked, um, just really showing like going back to like how powerful he is. Like, yeah, he's kind of can hold up against Bucky, but then he gets to a point where he gets one-on-one with Sam and just tears the wings. Yeah. Like destroys Falcon suit. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, you know, now, now that it's happened, I enjoy it for the setup that we get later in the episode, but man, I just wasn't expecting it was going to go like that intense of like just tearing up Falcon's tech. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that whole scene had so, so many great moments. Uh, there was a moment when he, it's almost like a callback to Endgame when he's just like, I am Captain America. And I was like, oh, like, you know, we've we've heard I am Iron Man in, like, the most, like, epic, like, oh, yeah, everyone's cheering him on. And now we get I am Captain America, and you're just like, ugh, no, you're not. Like, you're horrible now. Uh, so I thought that was that was, like, a really cool moment. And then just like the, the way that they beat him is just so intense for, you know, here we get in this fight, like they're punching each other, they're knocking each other down. And then Bucky and uh, Sam both together break his arm to get the shield away from him. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they do that crazy like... Sam jumps in the air and Bucky grabs his arms and swings him around and and that's how they like knock out or no no he picks up uh John and he swings John into Sam and I was just like whoa like what a crazy like wrestling move that they just pulled to <laughs> knock out Captain America but it was a moment where it showed that like they they needed each other to be able to take him out which yeah. I'm like torn back and forth. Like, why is he so strong? But also, like, I get it. Like, he's kind of like a pseudo, like a mini boss. They had to beat him. So, but it, I don't know. You could look at it as a nod to like you know the moments when they're trying to get the uh, the gauntlet from Thanos. Mm -hmm. You know, they got they've got to work together to to try to like hold him down to kind of strip it from his arm. So, in a way, they're doing the same thing here with the shield. Right. I liked that both of them got to uh, have the shield at different points during the fight. And whenever Bucky had it, he carried it over to Sam. Yeah. Which I I definitely want to mention that I called that 
I mean, we're not done yet. The season's still going. But in like episode one, I was like, I think Sam, Bucky's going to give Sam the shield. And here we go. Bucky gets it and then immediately is like, yeah, no, here you go. Yeah, and it's just the way that he did it, right? You know, like he just kind of throws it beside him and then just walks off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely set up more of that tone of like, you know, this was given to you, Sam, like not to me. Like, and it's, at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, I really don't want anything to do with this. So you just need to take it and go. Yeah, like you deal with it. This this is your problem. He's got yeah. his own problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it seems like right after this big moment is when we get a little bit more setup of what we may see coming later. So after this, um, you know, Sam's got his wings. He's trying to like figure out like what am I going to do with these? And then uh, you know he has his uh his little meetup with Torres, um, but. You know, he ends up giving the wings to Torres, which is really sweet because it's kind of following. I like how they're starting to follow the comics a little bit more. So, um, but I wonder if they're going to like, I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has tried to, as weird as this is going to sound, they've tried to make it more Mm -hmm. believable in Mm -hmm. a way where like people that have maybe like a crazy superpower in the comics and the movies and the shows, it's more of like a relatable power in some weird way like like the reason that spider-man has all these cool gadgets is because tony stark built them all and gave them to spider-man it's not like oh we're supposed to believe this high school kid knows how to make whatever this crazy like spider suit with leg. like I, i feel like they try to make things more realistic so with him giving torres the wings i wonder if whenever torres i mean if torres takes the the falcon mantle if he'll take it with some sort of augmented version of the wings rather than being turned into a literal bird man with wing arms. <laughs> that That's interesting. I will say this is probably something I'm hoping for the finale. I'm hoping we get like multiple like in credit post credit scenes. I'm hoping this is one of them. I'm hoping because um, so much is going on right now. I don't think we'll necessarily see Torres in the finale, but I'm hoping if we do, it's like a post credit scene on what he's doing with the wings. Him out in his garage with duct tape, just trying to patch it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's already, he's already, you know, we already know that he has an interest in tech based Mm -hmm. on the first episode when he's like trying to be like, Oh, can I help? So it's like, okay, like maybe he, maybe he does with like duct tape and glue. Make his own version. It's probably, yeah, exactly. It's him kind of hooking up something on a computer, typing out code, and then he starts seeing, you know, he's able to make the wings move. I, you know, Mm -hmm. feels a little like it's been done before, but I could see them doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be cool. Even, Even if it was just like another nod to the fact that he's Falcon and then we never see Torres again in anything. <laughs> I still think it would be cool. Yeah. Just just to be like, it's good no, no, closure. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, it's, yeah. It's one of these, like, you know, if you look at it from just like a Disney marketing perspective, they'll want to see, probably want to see what the crowd thinks of this and they'll know if mm-hmm. they want to move forward with it or not. But they could do something fun with that. So after that moment we get into the court scene, right? And we get, well, let's talk about the court scene first. 
Like that was pretty heated. I was like waiting, like, is Walker just gonna take everyone out? I thought for sure he was at least going to smash that podium when he started hitting it. I was like, he's gonna hit it too hard and it's gonna break and everyone's gonna go, <gasps> and then he's gonna like storm out, and then that never happened. But you know, it's just surprise surprising people were there. Like if you think people are like terrified of this guy now. Yeah. I kept expecting him, his wife to do like something and be like, maybe you made some poor choices today and how you presented yourself to everyone. Like, especially <laughs> after what he's already done, but she's like, I thought maybe they were doing that to show that maybe there's still the tiniest nugget of good somewhere deep inside of him that his wife is still so steadfast and saying like, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll work our way through this. Just, we've got to focus up. You can't do this. Except she never even said you can't do this anymore. She's like, Hmm. A calming presence that's not working whenever he's 15 feet away. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's like, maybe she's deranged. Maybe she's also just like crazy like him. It's like, no, baby, I thought you did right. <laughs> I could, I mean, I agree. Because I feel like the whole time she was far too calm about it. And she was way too like, I mean, yeah, you can back your husband on stuff. I get it. But like, I don't know if my wife killed somebody i'd probably be like whoa uh <laughs> and there was I video mean, of it <laughs> yeah i would be like uh i think you maybe took it too far and like you know we should talk about this with a therapist or something instead of just being like oh it is hard being captain america you're right like what what <laughs> i keep wanting uh bucky's main therapist to pop up and be like okay john the time has come <laughs> Yeah, you could almost expect that to happen. You would think, like, yeah, ther the therapist character has the eyes on everyone, and it's like, yeah. But it, it seems like they didn't even want Walker to talk at all. They're just trying to shut this down as fast as they could, and they're just mm -hmm. like, you are no longer Captain America, and on mm -hmm. top of that, we're stripping away everything. Like, you're getting no benefits, no nothing. Oh, he walked right. in with all of his little medals and everything. Mm -hmm. Like he's hoping those will protect him. And to an extent they did because the, his record is the only thing that kept him from getting into even more trouble. But now they're just like, none of that matters. You have to go back to being a regular person. Well, coming out of there, we get a pretty big cameo uh, from Julia Louise Dreyfus, <laughs> uh, who is Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. What a name. And boy, oh boy, did they know that it was a funny name. So they even made her like make a joke about it. Right. Um, but I thought that this was kind of exciting um, only because like here we go again with like another character that's not like a huge character in the comics, but like has a pretty big role in stuff um, being that she's like one of the top agents in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that works like alongside Director Fury. Um, so seeing this, it was kind of like, oh, hold on. So is S.H.I.E.L.D. still a thing? Or like, are we in, is she working for S.W.O.R.D. now? Or like, is it some new thing? Um, I did end up looking her up, and I guess in one run she was also the chairman or chairwoman of OXE group, uh, which is a bunch of millionaires that are trying to help the world, but they're doing it by any means necessary. So if the good choice is 
dependent on them killing somebody, they'll kill somebody. So they're not like the best of people, but they are trying to do what they think is the right choice. So I kind of was like, maybe that's what this is. And maybe it's some sort of like shadow organization that's trying to like pull John in. And maybe this is how he transitions to being US agent rather than Captain America. Uh, and being a part of this new organization for good. I don't know. I think this could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with this character at all, so I did the same thing as had to look the character up. Um, I never looked up. I was curious um, visually if they tried to match the comics because, you know, it has like the purple streak in the middle, like very interesting look. But I, I read, you know, um, she's also got connection with Dum Dum Dugan, which is part of Captain America's his little core circle. So that's a good nod of there is like keeping it within, you know, the Captain America kind of uh, niche. She also served as Madam Hydra. So I was kind of like, are they going to try to bring Hydra back? Maybe. I feel like Hydra's Hydra and AIM are like the two big bad guy groups. And I think that maybe in the MCU, they want to do more with AIM, but they haven't really figured out what they want to do yet so i could see hydra being the like coming back yeah especially i mean we have zemo you know zemo's a part of hydra and i know the end of the, ep the episode we sort of wrap up zemo but like there are other heads of hydra that right. could easily pop up and i didn't look up this to see if this was any kind of major clue but she leaves a business card but it's blank one side's white one side's black but there's nothing on it. Um, and they take the time to kind of point that out. But I didn't look to see if that has any kind of significance to anything specific. I didn't either. I kind of took that as just like a, ooh, mystery it's organization. Almost, it's the same as like, <laughs> I guess it would be the same as like the Joker literally just gives you a Joker card from like a play yeah. deck, right? Like, <laughs> you know, with no no relevant like contact info or anything. <laughs> it's just like, here's my card, take it. <laughs> And she says she's going to call him. Yeah. She's like, and you're going to answer. Yeah. Mm hmm I was going to say, whenever I looked her up, the thing that stood out to me the most is that she and Nick Fury dated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was that like, was her, her first appearance, I think, was her seducing Nick Fury. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would watch that prequel. And any, <laughs> any like, meetups that we can see of the current uh, Madame Hydra and Nick Fury, like, now... I would love that. Please do that. Please, Marvel. I think that would be really cool, especially if they bring him back from space and, like, maybe they run into each other and it's, like, a weird, tense situation and you're like, why is this so weird and tense? But those of us that know are like, they dated. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, I'm really curious because she's such a huge celebrity. Like, I feel like we are going to see her one more time. The question is, is like, will we get a big moment within the next episode or will it potentially be like a post credit scene? So this is one thing that I also found when I was looking this up. Um, she apparently was supposed to premiere this role in Black Widow. I saw and that as well, yeah. that got pushed back and back and back and back and still is being pushed back as far as I'm aware. It's not out. So 
I, I think it's interesting that now here we are in another one of these situations where a show that was supposed to happen got pushed back so far that now the people that were supposed to be like a big like, oh, whoa, moment are now like, oh, whoa, this is cool. But here we are. What we're going to, yeah, we're going to watch Black Widow and, and they're going to show her and it's going to be a big reveal and we're all going to be like, yeah, yeah, we know who she is. Like, cool. <laughs> So I, I wonder if that'll explain more. Don't know. Um, Black Widow's one I'm really itching to see. I'm excited to check it out. But yeah, that'll that'll be curious that they bring this character in there. Um, it's almost like they'd have to do the same kind of potential setup kind of joke. Um, just keep everyone on the same page. But maybe not. Who knows? We'll find out. Well, I, I want to talk about Zemo's like semi-redemption that happens after this. Um, I thought that... I thought the show was going to do something like this where they try to make us like, oh, Zemo. Um, it wasn't as in your face as I thought it was going to be, but it was an oddly like respectful and good way to wrap up Zemo since they made him so likable in this series that they were just kind of like he got to say goodbye to Bucky he was like hey I crossed my name off your list hope that's cool and Bucky was like yeah sure there was like the tense moment where he pulled out the gun but like in my mind I was like he's not gonna shoot him and then click click he didn't um and he thought that was pretty funny I think but I I just felt like here we are making the villain likable and he's gone like now i mean now he's going to prison and well it's interesting that they're sending him to the raft yeah which uh which was uh what was we saw in civil war where he took everyone mm -hmm. so curious what's going to happen there i don't think we're done with zemo i mean there's a chance like we probably won't see a lot of them but I think we'll still get one more moment with Zemo. I'm still on the fence. Is it Loki? <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to get a moment where he turns into Loki and then vanishes <laughs> from inside the raft. Or is he a scroll? See, I thought that's where we were going with the mm -hmm. new movies. Like the next phase mm -hmm. was going to be Secret Wars. And they're introducing a lot of characters that have roles in the Secret Wars. But we're still kind of like the scroll or the good guys like with the captain marvel movie they just like really made you like the scroll and you're on their side and so i feel like it's going to be hard for them to now like be like oh wait scroll are going to take over and replace everybody and we're all going to be like whoa that's not cool what do you mean so i, I don't know it would be interesting I could see him maybe doing like a last minute escape. I know I mentioned last week him flying off in his private plane. Um, but maybe since he's going to be on the raft, he'll be like in a little boat, just kind of bobbing down the ocean. No explanation as <laughs> how he got there, but that's just where he that is now. That would be now. funny if he pulls out his, his mask or whatever, throws it on. Unless he's working a deal with someone behind the scenes. You know. Speaking of deals, <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with Sharon? I'm telling you, I'm still, I'm still, on, I'm still on the side that Sharon's the power broker. A lot of people are like hard disagree, but I'm like, 
hey man, I after this <laughs> I'm on your side because or or she's at least bad. Yeah. Like not only did she break uh Batrock out or pay to have him get out of prison, but then essentially like sicked him on Sam and was like, Oh, hey, go help the flag smashers. I, I mean, we don't know what she said to him because it was more just like, I have a job for you. But the next time we see him, he's bringing weapons and arms to the flag smashers and then is like, I'm just here to kill the Falcon. And they're like, cool. And I was like, hold on, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I will say that it, the like surprise factor of it was a little ruined for me because I watch everything with subtitles I don't know why we just started a while ago and now I just have to have him on. And so when she talks with him on the phone, before we even see her, it popped up and it said, Batrock talking. And I was like, wait, hold on. How? Isn't, isn't he in prison? <laughs> and so that whole thing was kind of, I won't say ruined for me, but I was just <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to know who she's talking to yet, but I do. So I don't know, man. I... I could see her being the power broker. It makes sense to if me. Not, I mean, if not, then she ha would have to be like employed by him or she's, you know, mm -hmm. um, she could just basically, that's how she makes her day to day is like, she's getting money from both sides. You know, she just, she's just good enough to kind of, you know, she's like the, just weasel her way through and kind of keeps the eyes off of her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I could not. I could not stay in that room with sparks on the wall nonstop on a giant screen. When she was talking, I was just like, "That has to be annoying." Can you turn that off? Like, if you just want to walk around, and look at the art. Can you turn off the giant wall-sized screen that's just sparks? <laughs> I didn't even like pay attention. To I was so focused on, on like, <laughs> all right, what's going on with this character? <laughs> I'll look at that when I, I'll watch this episode again soon. We had a big, uh, another big Isaiah Bradley moment uh, where we got to learn a little bit more. And this one I really liked because this again goes in with like his miniseries in the comic, uh, which has the same title as this episode, Truth. But um, yeah, this was, you know, once you, we got to like the later half, later end of the episode, definitely a lot more emotional for me. Um, really like really got sucked into uh, the Isaiah and Sam moment of their conversation and uh, Isaiah sharing his story. I really like that. thought that was really powerful. Um, it's just like the story, like I think that's one thing I like really was like absorbing in this is like, you know, all of these heroes have their story and essentially that's kind of like, you know, I feel like that's what the government's trying to do right now with Walker is like, we got to shut his story down. Like we try to build up his story of like, he's going to be Captain America. Then he goes and does this. We've got to eliminate that, eliminate him. Mm -hmm. um, and that, cause that's what they do with Isaiah. They didn't want him going to share his story and cause he could have been Captain America. Right. Right. And, and I looked it up um, and I don't know if you guys did too. And maybe, Maybe you're able to find something I didn't, but I didn't really find anything related to the nurse that like helped him break out. Um, but I was kind of hoping that that would be something 
and maybe it would be a recognizable name or, or you, even if he had just said like nurse so-and-so and I could have looked it up and it was like, oh, this is a, I don't know. I thought that that was like an opportunity for something that I, I haven't looked maybe that I up. Missed, but that's but. a good point. I mean, it's almost like one of those like Easter eggs we could be seeing every episode and not really realize it. Maybe it's something they're keeping like in their back pocket for later that they'll reveal who that nurse was and maybe how she's connected to the overall story. Well, and it's one thing knowing that Loki was supposed to come out because Loki was supposed to come out f before Falcon, right? Or no? It was? No, wait, no. It was supposed to be, um, it was supposed to be Falcon, One Division, then Loki. Oh, okay. Because I, I was thinking, like, since we kind of know Loki's going to be time travel, I was wondering if, like, maybe we'd see, like, we're, we're learning a lot in Falcon and Winter Soldier about the past. So I was wondering if any of that would tie in with Loki, even if it's just for, like, a background scene or something. Like, I think that that would be an interesting way for them to take it. Um, since we're just since we're learning all this stuff, but it's all it's all them just telling it, right? It's all verbal. We're not seeing any of this happen in the history. So I think it'd be cool if like Loki was back in time in like a prison and then he was the nurse and he helped Isaiah escape. And it was like, oh, the whole time it was Loki. Like, I, I think that'd be kind of like a cool, cool little thing for them to do. I'd like that. Yeah, um, this feels like, and it's again, it, that whole that feels like things we've seen before, but it would just work right here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was uh, for me when I was watching this this conversation. This is when it's things started clicking, like just watching like Sam because you know he brings the shield with him. It's like he's not letting it go, and this is that moment of like, all right, I you know Sam's coming to terms, like he knows what he needs to do. We know where this is going, but then <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to the moments that I wasn't too crazy about. But uh. yeah, it, the episode slows down a little bit. Um, I think for me, I, I really liked this episode because it felt like every every scene, no matter how slow the scene was, was building up to something. Sort of like you said, Elisa, like the, the next episode is going to be packed with stuff because they teased and gave us these little nuggets for stuff that clearly has to happen in the next episode unless they're planning on another season of this show that maybe they could push the stuff to another season but like uh, it seems like a lot of it's like right on the cusp of happening um for me it was it was just getting to see this like buddy cop montage of sam and bucky working on this boat and the whole time I was just like, this is, this is like a funny show that I would watch. Like these two superheroes that like, like each other, but like don't want the other one to know that they like them. So they pretend like they hate each other and they're fixing old boats. Like I'd watch that. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Um, but it was also exciting because like right at the beginning, Bucky is like, boom, here's this box <laughs> from Wakanda. And then we spend essentially 15 minutes without getting to find out what's in the box because they don't show it again because it's this weird buddy cop montage of them working on the boat. And then we get to see them throwing the shield back and forth <laughs> as if they're like playing catch with a ball. <laughs> and it, it was, it was surreal in a way that like here, first of all, once again, how does everyone know how to throw the shield so well? I don't understand. Everyone is perfect at it. 
until Sam starts practicing by himself, and then he starts missing. But, but before that, he was perfectly fine. I don't know what happened between their game of catch and his training, but I don't know. I thought, I thought it was an interesting way to show him becoming Captain America, right? Because that's kind of what that training montage was, was him, like, doing all the cool acrobatic flips and <laughs> running, Cause that's yeah, running like this. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it it's it's just like uh, it's like Rocky. You know, Rocky training <laughs> to be to be Rocky. Like uh, I wasn't thrilled with it. You know, like I think the through the first you know seeing it, it's like okay, this I I get it. This kind of cool. It's getting me amped up because you know now like he knows that he needs to be Captain America. Like he doesn't need to just throw this opportunity away. And really just, it's almost like, probably the more he thinks about it, he's like, I don't need to let Steve down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little tacky. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I think it's to your point, it's like, you just got this briefcase that's just been sitting around. Like, when are we going to, like, it's almost like I would have rather, like, open that and let that be, like, the spark of, like, I, yeah, this is this is who I need to be. This is who I am. Let's let's get to work. Then they have that conversation about essentially like defining their relationship. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're friends. They work together, and they talked about having a mutual friend who's not with them anymore. Um, and they they made a lot of points about what it means to be Captain America, but also how they have to essentially decide for themselves the kind of men that they're going to be. And I really, really, I really liked that. Again, the, y'all were talking about the the bro montage of them, like, you know, working on the boat and all that sort of stuff. I liked all that because I've been waiting this whole series for them to finally just admit that they like each other and be friends. And then they do. And I know I've talked before about, like, the chemistry between uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. And it played through really, really well in this scene where they're, like, you know, tossing the old shield back and forth and just kind of talking through their feelings. I thought all that was great. I I agree. I, I really liked it as, like, a character building for the both of them. Um, I, do, I do think there were, like, a bunch of, like, little funny moments that were peppered in there, like when he goes to fix the the like leaky gasket or whatever and he uses a wrench and then sam's like why didn't you use your arm and he's like oh, i'm right-handed i didn't think about it and i was like i was like that's funny but also like it's not like you lost your arm last <laughs> yeah it's week like and you just got it you've been the winter soldier for decades <laughs> like i feel like by now you would remember to use your left hand so i thought that that was like a funny Maybe, a, like, I didn't look it up, but maybe it's, like, a nod to Sebastian Stan. And, like, maybe he's right-handed. So Worth looking up. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was just kind of like a, hey, if you ever see him using his right hand, here's why he's actually right-handed. I don't know. But I thought that was, that was just, like, a funny little blip moment in there. <laughs> I did also, whenever they, whenever they showed that and him saying, like, I'm right-handed, I just forget about it. And I turned to my husband. I was like, "That's a, the exact level of dumb I would be if I was in that situation." I'd be like, "Oh, oh, that's right. I do have the robot arm that can do all that stuff." Uh, sorry. Oh, and another funny thing was uh, Bucky and Sam's sister Sarah like clearly digging on each other, and Sam just being like, "What?" 
I was kind of hoping that was going to go somewhere, but it, it just seems sort of peter off. Tom? <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, I was so expecting walking into this series that Sharon would wind up like kind of flirting with one or the other one. And I was more expecting it to be Bucky than Sam. But whenever they actually met, she had almost kind of a little bit of flirty energy with Sam and like nothing with Bucky. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Bucky's like, she's worse than she used to be. <laughs> I definitely thought that she was going to be a bigger role just based on like the trailers. And I mean, we even see her in all the post credit scenes uh, or not post credit scenes, but in the credit, whatever you want to call that montage or whatever, there's always her standing there. So I thought she was going to be a bigger role. Maybe it's like a last episode might be like wall to wall Sharon. We don't know, especially if she's the power broker. I, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I felt like they gave her the Madripoor episode and I was like, okay, she's a part of the team now. And then she was just like, okay, see you guys later. Yeah, get uh, and out of my she would art pop house. Up every now. <laughs> right. She would pop up every now and then on a phone call. But I was just like, man, I kind of thought she was going to be part of this team. Circling back on the conversation, I'm curious to what all we'll get with Bucky this next episode. I'm on, I'm curious if we'll even get to see him like fight anymore or like, because it kind of seems like, you know, part of that conversation was like, Look, you're going to all these people and trying to make an amends, but that's not really what you should be doing. You should be doing kind of almost a reverse of that. Um, and, you know, when they kind of part ways, it kind of seems like, you know, Bucky's just kind of like, look, if you need me, give me a call. But yeah, he seems like his his mindset's back on this thing of like, I need to go really finish what I need to be doing. So I would expect, you know, we'll kind of circle back and he'll kind of confront um Mr. Nakajima about killing his son. I don't know if we'd see anything. Maybe we'll get another scene with a therapist after. Um, but I'm curious if we'll actually see Bucky fight anymore with uh, with Sam. Or if we're just going to kind of see his character kind of get to a better place. And kind of like now he's like, no, I am no longer the Winter Soldier. Like that part of me is completely gone. Right. Well, after seeing... Uh the post credit scene, which we'll talk about in a minute, but that paired with the uh, all the Flag Smasher stuff, I, I think that there's no way that he can't fight at one, one of these battles in the next episode. Um, because, I mean, we'll talk... So Sam opens the crate, and all I can think is, okay, it's his, like, Falcon America suit. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it is. Um... And we don't get to see it this episode, so it'll be a reveal in the next episode. But uh, that's, in my mind, that's the only option of what it could be, is a Captain America or Falcon combo suit. So I think him in that with the shield is going to have to take on the Flag Smashers, which I still don't know if they're going to, like, beat and send away or if they're going to beat them and convert them into, like, a new group of super soldiers for shield or sword or whatever uh contessa blah blah blah's <laughs> organization is yeah yeah that, that's that's the big thought is like are we going to see this just one major battle with everyone in some form or if they're going to be like their own individual mm-hmm. type things especially like if uh 
if Walker comes back while they're battling the Flag Smashers, like, is that going to be like kind of all mixed right. in together? And Batrock, um, he he's going to be in if, there too. I mean, he's already shown right. up. So yeah, it's like well now we got three yeah. enemies. So with <laughs> yeah, with all of that, yeah, Bucky better be there. He's going <laughs> to need as much help as he can get. So it's like, you know, will we see? You know, Bucky will be there. Potentially see Torres. Maybe maybe this is a big moment where Torres does kind of join in as as the new Falcon to be right. able to help. I mean, I, I that'd be cool. Um, maybe we'll see Zemo swan in. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna show up on his Who knows exactly? Zemo will show up and he'll be you know he'll he'll have his uh, purple hood on and ready to go. Because like um, if Batrock is there because he wants to kill Falcon. Well, at this point, you know, Sam may not technically be Falcon anymore. He may mm-hmm. be Captain America. But if Torres is Falcon, he kind of, that's a cool moment to go in like, right. well, Falcon, here I am. Let's go. <laughs> I've got a lot of new tech now. Like, let's, you know. I feel like they've set it up to where there's so, there's so many enemies for them to fight at one time. Mm-hmm. That it almost seems ridiculous that we're supposed to expect it to only be Sam and Bucky without help from... I mean, I don't know that we can expect help from Sharon since she's the one that kind of sticked Batrock on him. So I don't if I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see Torres showing up in, in yeah. even hobbled together could, wings. Right. And could we see anyone else? Could yeah. Ant-Man show up or... You know, will we get to see more uh, Wakandans show up? Mm-hmm. Like, I would be a little upset if Ant Man shows up for the last episode, <laughs> because like that would have just been so much more fun to have him peppered yeah. in there throughout the whole series. But I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the uh, post credit scene? Yeah. So this was like this got me amped because this is what the first post credit scene we actually got. <laughs> yep. Um. You know, it's nothing like Wanda. Like WandaVision was, I loved WandaVision because it's like every episode you had like the commercial. So you got this little something special. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm like, where's my post credit scene? <laughs> like, I need something. But now we got it. And it's uh, Walker building his own shield. Yeah. And, and putting, I wonder if he's going to incorporate. I mean, we kind of saw him spray painting and it wasn't there. But he sets one of his medals on the shield as he's hammering it together which just seems impractical but i thought that was interesting because it they made it a point to show that but then when we see him with the shield like almost put together and spray painted the metal's not there and so i kind of wanted to know like what your thoughts on that were do you think it was a it was him being like this is for my country or if it was him like remembering all the pain that he's gone through to get to where he is now. I, I just thought it was interesting that they like made it a point to show us that. And then it didn't really serve a purpose. I feel like it would have made more sense if they were like, oh, here's your special metal that's made out of vibranium. And then he sets it on the shield and we're like, oh, okay, so the shield has a little bit of vibranium. I don't know. I, I feel like... Yeah, yeah. Where I'm at is like, what is a shield even made of? <laughs> Metal, you know, and and like, 
yeah, like what what is it actually made of? Is it anything special? Mm-hmm. And if it is, where who's the source? Where's he getting it from? Mm-hmm. He went to Hobby Lobby. That's <laughs> 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 Yep, his wife went out to uh, Hobby Lobby trip and was like, here you go, you can, um, you're still my Captain America, build you a shield. Here's a hot glue gun. <laughs> but an interesting theory, though, that maybe he got the, the stuff to make this from somewhere else, and maybe this is the proto-adamantium shield. I mean, I feel like if it was vibranium, he would have to have higher tech equipment than a blowtorch to like melt the strongest yeah. metal on earth together. But I don't know, like this could be, this could either go two ways, right? It could be just as strong or it could be a shield that like, you know, maybe he uses it once or twice and then immediately it gets dented or it gets cut in half or something gets, it gets destroyed in some way. And that's how we know yeah. he's finally been defeated. Yeah, I just view it as like they're just setting this up because it's basically like we're we're gonna see Captain America versus Captain America, like it's Cap versus Cap, you know. And John's mm-hmm. gonna try to like prove to everybody like he is a good Captain America. He should have all of his honor back. Please listen to him. He did rot, and of course not. It's not gonna work out for him. Or maybe maybe he's not making the shield out of anything fancy because he can rely on his super soldier strength. And so the point is he doesn't need the shield anymore and he can do whatever he wants. So maybe that's the direction he's going in. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's part of his mm-hmm. costume. He's just using it as like a symbol. I mean, he's also like been pro gun. Like he's always got a gun on him and like Nah, curious about that if he's just gonna arm himself up like he'll have the shield but more weapons and going that kind of route for battle i don't know he has the power of firepower yeah (laughs) i you know we have we have already seen roadie he was in episode one Mm -hmm. so like maybe war machine shows up for the fight and it's like gun versus gun i I mean i don't know i don't think it's ridiculous to think that that could happen Mm-mm. But that's a good one, actually. I think that that could happen. Yeah. I keep waiting for Punisher War Machine. That's <laughs> what I want. Smash, oh, smash those two together. <laughs> That'd be wild. Well, overall, yeah, I thought I thought this was a solid episode to set up the finale. Um, I'm just hoping the next episode is longer than an hour. <laughs> Give us like an hour and a half, like hour and twenty something. <laughs> Um, with like three. Yeah, or give us the the director cut. Yeah, eventually, like I want. Yeah, I mean, I just want an hour and a half with at least like two or three post credit scenes would be pretty sweet. Because I want answers. <laughs> I want answers. I want to know who Power Broker oh, is. Yeah. I want to know like really. I want to know who Sharon really is. Is she Power Broker? If not, is she working for Power Broker? Or what is her agenda overall? And um. Mm-hmm. And I still want to see what I, I want to see another scene with Zemo in some lights, you know, just have uh, more setup or some really more official closure for him. I'm going to throw this out there. And if it happens, I will I will wear my Captain America costume <laughs> for our next episode. But I want an end credit scene where Sharon walks into a room and we don't see where we're seeing from like behind the chair. Someone's in a chair Maybe we see some smoke. 
Then Sharon's talking to them and throws something on the desk. And we just see a claw stab whatever she throws on the desk. And it cuts to the continue on. And I will be the world's happiest man knowing that they threw a Madripoor Wolverine <laughs> patch reference in this show at least once. <laughs> yeah. Patch act, I get it. Princess bar, I get it. I want to see him. Give me Wolverine, please. If Marvel. they've already, you know, maybe sign like please. Carl Urban, <laughs> like he shows up as Wolverine. But wasn't Any, I? Don't even at this point. I don't care who it is. Wasn't Carl Urban in Thor Ragnarok? Oh, I think he was. I but, hey, you know what? Chris <laughs> Evans was Johnny Flames, so yeah. or Johnny Storm. So I think they could recast. But well. That you know, even if they do get Carl Urban as Wolverine, it's gonna be for like the the series, which is probably gonna be outside of uh, you know this universe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be strange. I forgot all about that. <laughs> who knows what they'll do? Well, I think you can tell we're all super excited for the next episode. I think this episode was the first one that finished, and I was like, I cannot wait for the next episode. I've I've been excited for each episode, but I can't say that I've been like, oh my gosh, why wasn't this like a double feature? I wish that they would just put it out. I can't wait till next Friday. Uh, But definitely join us next week because series finale on Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's going to be great. There's no way it can't be. There's so much stuff that has to happen before the show can end. So... I'm I'm with you, Luke. I think we're about to watch like an hour and a half long episode. It's going to be like a whole movie. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. And then um, we'll come back for a uh, talk about the mm-hmm. whole season yep. altogether. Right. Do our credits episode. <laughs> yep. Can't wait for that. And um, and follow us on social. We're going to start posting soon. (laughs) It's going to happen. We promise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will see you next week for our first season wrap up. Well, no, it'll be, it won't be the season finale because it's the season finale of the show. So come back and listen to us talk about the season finale (laughs) of the show next week. See you guys then. Bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.